Yeah, I'd love to tell you our story because it's actually kind of unique. So Prince Rupert, BC, is in the northern part of British Columbia, Canada, on the west coast. We are kind of at the tip of the Great Bear Rainforest, and we live on an island. Uh, we have one bridge in, and there's about 13,000 population, and we have uh, we're like a harbor community, so a lot of um, natural resource-based industries around the area. And so we're pretty. We're not too isolated, but we're we're kind of isolated up here. Fifty percent of our population is First Nations, and so basically how we started was in 2011. I moved. I lived in Vancouver for about eight years, going to school, and then I came back up here. And I realized, you know, here's a town to transition. And so I wasn't actually intending to stay in Prince Rupert, but because of you know. I, how much I really wanted to do transition after learning about it so much in university. Came back up here and spent the first year just kind of readjusting and then I ran into a man named Ken Shaw who's a professor here at our college and he's also very into permaculture. So um, what we did is we had an open space session uh, with that 23 people and we kind of came up with some you know starting stuff but what we realized was that you know what everybody who's about to come into transition now really don't have any idea what it's about and they don't they're not really fully up to speed with you know reading the book and uh, some of the, like the primer and things like that so we thought you know what we kind of need to coordinate ourselves first before we just start oh, doing awareness raising and things like that so we made a an education subcommittee in the summer of 2011 and we met four times in the month of July and it was about 12 hours total but we designed an education curriculum for the group of 23 and basically um, what we did was so from September 2011 till December 2011 we had a four-month course and every Sunday night people uh, would come to my place from 6:30 to 9 and essentially how it worked was <laughs> people signed up for topics that they that they were interested in and so it was a very it was participatory based. So everybody was the teacher and everybody was the learner. We ended up raising eight thousand dollars in the month of August to fly up Michelle Calusi from the Canadian Center for Community Renewal to do the Transition Towns workshop. So we actually had about thirty people in, in our community all get the launch training. And so that's how we kicked it off. So the first week was the transition workshop, and then the next week we did kind of a consultation workshop where we learned about you know respecting each other within groups and, you know, the, the, the importance of working in groups because a lot of people that were in the group also have never worked in a group before. And then we learned about, like, tools for community engagement, like World Cafe technique, open space, and fishbowl. And then we kind of went into the whole peak oil climate change, economic instability, did presentations on the transition model. Uh, and then we also did another workshop where we flew a professional a professional facilitator up here and we did a two-day professional facilitation workshop and our whole group got to receive training for how to properly facilitate an effective group process and you know the stages of development in groups and things like that and so 23 people kind of went through that and then we also we learned about theory U and how to do first nations outreach and action learning we did a lot of stuff about like public speaking, proper techniques about public speaking. We learned about leadership models like the Gantz model. We learned about inner transition, so we had some kind of spiritual aspects of things as well. And then in the middle of our course, we kind of had to take a, like we were learning, like, okay, well, you know, we're learning a lot, but now we need to start thinking of the next steps. So we had a, a 
world cafe session where we said, okay, let's identify some of our next steps, you know, in terms of governance, in terms of, you know, how are we going to start reaching out to the community in the new year and things like that. And then we kept on with the education. So we learned about uh, holacracy, um, different psychological models like frames models and appreciative inquiry. We learned about integration, which is a facilitation technique. And then we actually learned about, we, we reviewed all the conferences, so 2010 conference, 2011 conference. Then we did some presentations about all the different projects that are going on in other communities. So we got to learn about, you know, what are other communities doing and what those sorts of things. And then the last week, um, we did the, the Energy Descent Action Plan, how that works, community asset mapping, uh, and then an introduction to permaculture from Ken there, and then a course review. And so it was a loaded course. And the thing is, people actually, everybody showed up and everybody participated and everybody did a really great job presenting and making PowerPoints. And we're actually going to have the whole course on our website once it's launched here by April 1st. But what happened after the course, you know, is that now we have this group of people, we all got to know each other through the course, too. That was one thing. And we also realized when Ken and I were kind of thinking about it, we were kind of like, well, you know, there are going to be people who at first are gung-ho and then later on aren't. And so the course was kind of a way to see who is more committed for the initial step. So we actually now have weaned down a little bit to about roughly 15 people that are kind of more the core steering committees to start with. And so it was kind of a good process for people to get their feet wet into it. And then some of the people said to themselves, you know, I'm just, I'm not ready for this level of commitment yet. And I'll be ready at a later stage and let me know when, you know, other things are happening. So it was good to have the course to kind of coordinate ourselves first. But then come this year, just this year in January, we all of a sudden, you know, it's, okay, well, these issues of uh, governance started coming up, you know, society things, legal structures, you know, how, is it, how does it actually work? You know, how does the core group work? You know, how does, so we developed a, we did some research and developed a kind of a governance outlook on things and how it all works and then kind of started meeting as a board. And we have a board of six and then, we kind of settled some of the in-house um, grounding work that we did. And then just this month, or last month, we um, met again as a steering committee. So we took about two months off to kind of readjust. And then we did a kind of a session, a brainstorming session, where we put all our ideas up onto a wall. And then we themed those ideas into categories. And then we made subcommittees based on the ideas. So we have a communication subcommittee, a training subcommittee, a partnership subcommittee, and a working group slash project subcommittee now. And each one has their own chairs. And then we, using democracy, prioritized what our main beginning tasks are. And so then those subcommittees went away and they made a one-page document stating kind of the things they were going to do. And then just as yesterday, actually, we had uh, our, our strategic planning meeting and we, I put uh, four flip chart papers together. We made this big timeline a six-month kind of campaign of how we're going to launch, and we put all the ideas together from all the working or all the subcommittees, and we put it on this huge piece of paper. And so now we all can see, you know, by April 1st we're going to have our website launch, and then in May we're going to have this awareness raising kind of blitz and all these things. So now we're at the stage where we're, we're by April 1st we'll have our website up and going, and you know we're all super grounded. All of us are ready to start practicing facilitation and modeling effective group processes. And we actually really have this opportunity to, for everyone to get kind of up to speed about it. And um, it really helped out a lot because I think if we were just to get started when we did last May, 
I think we would have kind of ruined it for ourselves or something. I don't think we would have been fully capable. Uh, and then we would have probably saw like the fizzle factor of the group because not everybody understood what to do and how, how things worked. And so I think the course really helped us in terms of coming to a new caliber in our, in our group. And, you know, I've been in with other meetings and other groups in this town now, and I can see just this much, this huge discrepancy between, you know, communication in our group and other groups and how, how the role of effective process and the role of facilitation is actually the most critical aspect, I feel, of transition because how people communicate, how they come together as a group, and the first question they ask themselves should always be, how are we going to work together, rather than, you know, what are we going to do? And so we kind of, having that perspective, it's really been a unique process for us. And, and the amount of work has just been absolutely overwhelming. Uh, and uh, you obviously know how much work transition is. And so it's just kind of this thing where you just have to do what it takes to, to see it through and to go through the, the these doors of doubt and, oh, you know, are we going to do it right? And those types of things. And so um, I think we've come together now and we're really ready to get going and uh, we're really grounded. So. I'm looking forward to this year, and this is our awareness raising year, and uh, we got some pretty good ideas in terms of how to start working groups, and, you know, we're following your guys' roundups, and we have kind of someone on top of the keeping up to date with transition, because that's another part of transition. It's almost impossible to keep up with the, just the amount of stuff that is going on, so, you know, we have to have people kind of on top of those things. Yeah, that's kind of our story, and it's worked uh, really well for us, and, you know, we're going we're gonna, to see what we can do with this curriculum because it really worked out really well. So what I've found with groups now is that to keep them going, you know, you really need to, that, you can't just send emails and say, okay, meeting on Sunday. You know, people want to hear your voice. People want to know that they're having a part in things, you know, that there isn't just one or two people leading the way that we're all a part of it. And so in terms of managing groups, I found that when you're, if you're communicating in person, calling people on the phone individually, and going for coffee with people and those types of things, that there's much more group success than just every every week you're sending an email out to the group and then hoping people are going to show up and then people don't show up. And so, yeah, the commitment level has been actually pretty outstanding. And uh, I'm still, I'm actually very surprised with how, how many people stuck around in the end and how, you know, everyone, we're on a mission here now with this group. You know, we all are coordinated and, and there's something powerful about having 15 people completely dedicated to this degree where we know we all know we're just going to do absolutely what it takes to to make this happen in our community so yeah it's you know like you guys say on your in your book you know that this is something that brings people together and now with our, our whole Enbridge thing you know we have a lot of opposition type of energy up here and it's in a good way people have united around the fact that you know we don't want oil in our backyards and these huge large super tankers to be coming up our coastline and now it's just perfect timing because that energy is right for creative change and positive change you know that's what i love about transition the most is that it's this absolute unknown process you never really know if you're doing it right you never really know what's coming next. You kind of have to take it one step at a time, and it all unfolds. And if you can just surrender to the process and surrender to, you know, what happens and not be too attached to any one thing or another, you know, then it, it all just kind of magically all unfolds perfectly, you know. Right, right people come, you know, serendipitously. Somebody knows somebody who has materials to build a greenhouse, and then, you know, just things like that it just has this kind of uh you know you're kind of lost in it yet at the same time grounded in 
you know, you guys really have paved, I have to say, thank you very much for paving the way because it's actually much easier to do transition now than I, I imagine it would have been back when I first learned about it. It seemed a little bit more, you know, under the radar and things like that. And now it's, you know, you got the new documentary that's coming out. You know, we get to start awareness raising with the In Transition 2.0 and the new book. And there's a whole new series of principles and tools that really helped us. These newer communities that are going to start getting on board now, like us, you know, a lot of that groundwork has been laid out, and I have to say I'm very appreciative of all the work that's been done in transition from all these communities and watching all these videos and all these people. I feel this movement is going to absolutely define the early 21st century to mid-21st century, and I can't see it ever slowing down, and I think it's going to you know, really take this planet to a whole new direction. So, yes, I have to just express my deep, deep appreciation for uh, just the amount of work that has gone into it.